Morning, Mark. Good morning. How are you? I'm where where are you where are you at tonight? Are you in the uh, south of France or uh <laughs> the Caribbean I'm in, or I'm in the south of Tennessee. I'm in Memphis. <laughs> Very good. Well, I, nowhere I, exciting. I well, I know that's your home ground because I was I was reading that uh, your dad um was was uh in the in the media there in Memphis so the TV station the NBC yeah. right yeah he yeah. sure was for 50 something years he worked there wow well yeah. that that's a great uh, background right there i would think for well just watching the world go by kind of thing because obviously it must have been a, something you heard all the time as a kid yeah oh yeah we the news was like part and parcel of every day of our life my whole my whole Youth. Well, it seems to be holding true in your book. And let, let me let me introduce you. And we'll get to it here because I know you're probably busy today. Um, on the line with us today, Mark Graney, uh, the author of Burner. Of course, this is the Gray Man uh, series. Uh, uh, Mark, it's really kind of. I mean, you've what? This is your twelfth Gray Man book. Um, it is the twelfth. Yeah. So no, no stranger for folks out there listening that uh, this has been. Uh, you know, one of the great characters going on. And, and of course, now Netflix, the most watched Netflix movie of last year was the Gray Man movie. So uh, just simply called the Gray Man. Um, that, that's that's got to be uh, is that become tougher now? Because it's like now people are their expectation. You know, you've won the championship. Now you're expected to repeat or how does that work <laughs> for you uh, personally? Well, gosh, it's always felt that way with every book in the series. You want it to be, if not better, at least different and unique from the previous one. So I've always kind of had this pressure on myself. Even I, you know, when I wrote my first book, I had no aspirations of making it a series or whatever. I was just my my ultimate goal in life was to be published. And once I was published, they're like, hey, do you want to do we'll sign you up for two more of these. And I was like, okay, uh, what are they about? And they're like, you're the writer, man. You have to come up with what they're about. Like, it's okay. your job. <laughs> That's my job. So then, then you then you just want to kind of improve each time. And now that the film is out, obviously it's brought a lot of new readers in. Um, and hopefully they're catching up on the other books in the series. You can read any of my books as a standalone. You don't have to read them in any order, including Burner. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm always trying to do something a little different and a little better than last time. Now, Burner, the new book, I have to tell you, it's fascinating because you you jump right into it, and, and most of the time you you hit the ground at like sixty miles an hour in your books. You don't. You, there's no long. If people, I'm sure I'm talking to people that go, you know, yeah, yeah, they already know that because they read the books. But if you're if you haven't, um, you get immersed almost immediately. And I I found the most striking thing to me was the Russia Ukraine. Uh, debacle or uh, episode whatever you want to call it this terrible thing that's going on with uh, one country pummeling another one for apparently no reason uh, although we could go a lot further than that but you know you start talking about russian finance and uh you know the, the, i won't give away the whole premise of the book here but it's it's fascinating uh because these are the things that are, well we go back to your dad uh, at the at the news TV news station, you know, this is in the news every day. Uh, you know, episodes about this and that. So, did that take a lot of research, or was this your more or less, uh, hey, recognizing this is what's happening? Well, it, it is what's happening, but it still took a lot of research because I wrote this book in the spring and summer of last year, and that whole time I realized it's like, okay, you're walking through a minefield here because. 
you don't really know what things are going to be like next February. So you just have to make as the best educated guesses you can right. as where where the war would be. Not one page of this book takes place in Ukraine. It doesn't involve a war or tanks or troops or anything like that. It involves Russian foreign intelligence um, right. trying to trying to influence the West and the gray man, the hero. Uh, very violently trying to uh, stop Rus- the Russians. And, um, you know, but you still had to prognosticate where we would be next February when I was writing this last March and April and May. And, uh, and, and that was tough to do. I just made the most educated guesses I could. And I said, well, I imagine they'll still hold a lot of territory in the East, but I don't think they're going to take Kiev. And, I, you know, I think the West will be supporting Ukraine, but there will be voices in the West that, that, you know, are, are waning in support. And those things have more or less happened. Yeah, exactly. And well, the other thing was the, the business. And, and again, uh, these are not things I know very much about, but I just, I was fascinated reading it, but the fact that, you know, you have these oligarchs, which I, mm-hmm. I, I love that. Uh, that's the, uh, a term that's become familiar to many of us now with these very wealthy, I, I think that's probably a, <laughs> a euphemism. They're saying very well, understatement. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Well, let's tell them anyway. The, the the early premise of the book is your hero um, is is going out and and uh, blowing up uh, yachts that are owned by oligarchs, right? I mean, that's uh, yeah, yeah. They, there's a lot more to it than that, but that's well. Uh, what's actually, happening. there's not. A, yeah, at the very beginning, there's not a lot more to it than that. He doesn't really have any way to uh, get into the war because he doesn't, he's, he's not supported by um, the CIA or anything. He's, he's kind of a freelancer, but he takes a job from a Ukrainian bad guy to go blow up the mega yachts of Russian bad guys. And it, he almost just does it as something to make him feel like he's having some sort of impact, but he knows he's just blowing up the water toys of rich guys. And um, he's on his third, you know, he's on his third mission to do that when the CIA catches up with him and then they have an, they have another they have a job for him which he realizes pretty quickly is exactly what he needs to be doing and that's and that's uh, we're talking about uh, with Mark Rainey, the the uh, the new book burner a new gray gray man book you know the you mentioned the CIA there's one of the most fascinating acronyms uh, around because you know i would think uh, the CIA's been around a long time and, and stories have been stories or episodes have been written about them for for decades uh sometimes they're misadventures sometimes you know the things that they uh thought they knew and didn't know whatever it is but you got to believe in the world today with russia and china and and all of the the you know the drama uh the real life drama that's got to be one busy place i mean that there's never ending source of your stories right in there probably right yeah, absolutely. And obviously their success and failure rate, it's a mixed bag. But, you know, one thing they would tell you, and I think it's true, is they don't talk about their success. You know, they can't talk about a lot of their right. successes. So their their failures, uh, you know, when they fail, it's it's spectacular and it's in the news and it's all over the place. But when things go right, uh, you know, they they don't have the same ability to get that out there. But yeah, there's I mean, there's I've been studying CIA and other intelligence agencies and FBI and whatnot for for my entire adult life. And, um, there's always, there's always more to know. There's always more to learn. Well, and I think the, the subterfuge or the, the secrecy, which, which is, is by, you know, necessity mm-hmm. allows one to kind of, well, in your case, hypothesize or, or romanticize, whatever you want to say, 
to, to get stories done because it's always, well, you know, I go back to the old Mission Impossible intro uh, when it was on TV. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the, the, we'll disavow any knowledge of your if, if this thing goes south, you know, it's sort of mm-hmm. like, oh, OK, thanks for the support there, guys. Yeah. But, uh, and and when I, when my villains are Americans in the agency or in the FBI or something like that, which does happen in some of my books, it's more of a, a, the thought to me that like the bad guys shouldn't always have accents and, you know, be different shades from the rest of us or, or you know, wear, wear black hats. It's just sort of like, uh, you know, there's there's devils among us as well. And I think that's just an interesting territory to mine creatively. Yeah, I mean, to a generation that grew up with Boris Badenov, um from Rocky and the Flying mm-hmm. Squirrel, where that accent was was the main thing that, that you know, oh, this is bad guy. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, getting away from that is a big thing. We're talking with Mark Graney, and you know, Mark, one of the things that that you know really comes through in your writing, uh, your experience in in so many different areas. Because I don't know if it's. Uh, and I know I think in previous interviews you've said this, so it's it's not a surprise. But you, you're doing sco- scuba diving or stunt driving, or, or you know, you're in, are you a flyer? I mean, do you, you fly planes? I, I am not a pilot. That's something I always want to do. Writing two books a year, I haven't been able to. Like now that I have the money to learn how to fly, it's like now I don't have the time. Back back when I had nothing but time, I couldn't have I couldn't have afforded it. But the the, the reason I mention that is because. There's a one part of the book has a, a little plane that that you know, the hero uses. Uh, our gray man uses it to uh, court gentry. By the way, is is the name of the character, um, and he and he's flying like 400 miles or something, which is like the limit of this little plane. And I just thought, wow, yeah. you know, those are the little touches that uh, you know we'll we'll see in the movies or or perhaps see it in uh, you know the next. Is it by the way? Is there another? film underway do you know or what's the what's the latest yeah they are writing this the script for the uh, second gray man film so there it, it will be it will be out there at some point i'm not okay. sure when but yeah and i know i know those time frames can can change but yeah that's good well i would think if you had the most watched movie of 22 that uh netflix is gonna say yeah we ought to do another one yeah i think that's, yeah they- that's <laughs> yeah they lined it up pretty quickly um one of the things that that you know, comes across when you when you read, and we're talking with Mark Rainey, um, the author of Burner, the the new book uh, that's out with the Gray Man, and that's you know you got all these different locales all over the world. Are these places that you personally scouted out, or how do you go? To, or or you know, obviously you can use your imagination, but how do you do that when um, you you you're going from one side of Europe to the you know down South America, wherever it is? Um, how do you work that out? I go to as many places as I can in the time that I have. And so I've been to 38 countries researching either these books or I wrote uh, three books with Tom Clancy and then four more books after Clancy passed away. So I, this is my, Burner's my 23rd novel. So I, I've been to 38 countries. For Burner, I went to Switzerland and Italy and St. Lucia and even up to New York because the, the last third of the book takes place in New York City. So um, I did do quite a bit of uh, location research for for this one. And is that enjoyable for you? Obviously, I mean, I guess you wouldn't do it if it wasn't. But how do you yeah. how do you take that on when you you have to, uh, you know, it isn't just sightseeing. Obviously, you're you're doing things there 
In yeah, th this this one was uh, pretty enjoyable. I mean, St. Lucia in the Caribbean is a beautiful place, and I would scuba dive down there, and but also did a lot of you know physical research. My wife went with me when we went to Italy and Switzerland. I originally wasn't going to go. I'd written the whole book and just wasn't happy with this one scene that takes place on a train. It's about 15% of the book, uh, a train ride between Milan and Geneva, and there's uh, action for about 80 pages. And I just didn't feel like it felt real enough. So I was like, I got to go over there and get on that train and, and do it. So um, I took the four hour train ride, took all the pictures, did a ton of video and then went back and rewrote the scene. I have been on uh, research trips where I'm in places that aren't a lot of fun to be. Uh, right. but this, this, this year was pretty fun. Well, that's good. Well, it, and, you know, <clears throat> for those of us that grew up on Bond pictures and, and things like that, you know, the, the locales were always part of it. And, and you know, Hitchcock films the same way sometimes. Uh, opening, you know, in just whether it's San Francisco or uh, somewhere in Switzerland, I think it's it's always going to be fascinating to, to see these places in the movies. Um, let me ask you, speaking of movies, you yourself obviously are a writer and, and uh, worked with Tom Clancy and have been writing, as you said, 23 books. I mean, you, you've got... Uh, quite a library already established do you do you watch a lot of movies too or how does that work for you oh absolutely i watch uh i watch movies and series and everything i can get my hands on so what's a favorite uh you know film for you or or character oh gosh so this is this is kind of oblique but i think probably my favorite action movie of all times is a korean film called oh. the man from it's called the man from nowhere and it's very oh. gritty it's it's very violent but it's also this really really cool beautiful story about this former assassin who uh, befriends this little girl who's imperiled and um it has some similarities to my first book the gray man and i'm really glad the gray man came out before the movie did because people <laughs> i mean it's, it's not the same plot but like the same themes or, or whatever are, are replicated so i mean i love that movie i mean i love movies like saving private ryan and uh you know, the typical Blade Runner is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. The original Blade Runner. I like I like the sequel, but the original was one of my favorites. Right. So, yeah. It made such I, a I, yeah. I, wa I watch everything and love everything. It's it's <clears throat> and I you know, I'm terrible on, on titles sometimes, but you mentioned a Korean film. And I think that's a good tip for viewers who, you know, it's nice to be, you know, kind of uh, kind of reminded or, or given an idea for a film that is not in the mainstream. Because yeah. uh, the rest of it, most of the time, we've either seen or can access readily. But um, the, one of the best monster movies that I've seen in recent years was a Korean film. And, oh, I, yeah? and I'm missing the title now. And people will say, oh, that was such and such. But it was, I guess, you know, watch on Netflix. But it mm -hmm. was um, <clears throat> just riveting because, and it was, you know, within the last 10 years or so. But, it, mm -hmm. you know, you, you realize when you see those films, you know, and I think it just depends on on folks who you know sort of their interest in either reading subtitles or or whatever. But it's just fascinating sometimes getting into other f films from other countries because the, yeah. usually that's that's a resource most of us haven't mined yet. You know, whereas yeah, seeing a lot of U.S. Yeah. films. Absolutely, there is a um, a French uh, ser TV series called The Bureau about uh, French intelligence that is just so good, and I mean. Frankly, it's better than anything we have, uh, you know, as, as far as a TV series. Um, I love it so much. And Is that available? Uh, uh, I guess so. I guess so. Um, I, I watched it probably about a year ago. 
and I don't know if it's an ongoing series or not, but, um, but yeah, the Koreans have made some of the best action and thrillers in the past 20 years are, are Korean. I've probably right. seen 10 that, that I think are fantastic. And so, yeah, if the subtitles are, are distracting at first, give it 20 minutes and you'll probably, it'll probably tune into your brain and you won't think about it again. And, uh, I, you know, I've, I've watched the man from nowhere 10 times probably. <laughs> well, see tips, tips from the, for the, uh, for the for the people that think they've seen everything, this is what we try to do here. Um, so now, given your track record, Mark, um, you, you you're very busy. You're traveling. You, you you're doing lots of interviews. Uh, are you already working on another book? I mean, is that in your mind yet, or is do you have a sort of okay? Now I go and do it, and that's when you start. Yeah, no, I've already started the 13th Gray Man book. Uh, I have two books to write this year: the 13th Gray Man book and the second book in another series that I've started um, called the Josh Duffy series. The first one of those books came out last summer. So it, this, this second one will be out next summer. So I have two books to write this year. Um, right now I'm doing all the, uh, the media for, for burner because it comes out next week. So I'll, right. in the next three weeks or so I'm, I'm doing mostly this and I just have it in the back of my head. I'm not getting my words done today, but I'll catch <laughs> up. I'll catch up in the spring and uh, probably turn, the 13th gray man book in, in May or June. And then I'll turn the second armored book in, uh, depending on how much time they give me, I'll, I'll turn it in at the last possible minute. I ask uh, authors this usually from time to time, but, uh, is, are you a morning writer or you write all day or, or do you have a routine or is there no routine? What, what is your I, uh, story? I'm an absolute morning writer. Uh, for my whole life, I would write, or not my whole life, but as long as I've been writing, I would write very, very early. But I got married two and a half years ago, and I have three stepchildren now who are all teenagers, so they actually can get themselves to school, but the youngest is 13. But, um, you know, I sort of have to get everybody up and, you know, <laughs> stop all the stop all the fights in the house, keep the dogs from getting out, you know, things of that nature. And yeah. uh, so I start later than I used to, um, and I just try and make up for it. But but I'm, you know, I'm writing by 8 a.m. It used to be 5.30, but now it's probably 8. And uh, I'll write pretty much in one long session as long as I can with 12 or 1. And then the rest of the day is either research or, you know, the the business of being a writer, you know, all these other things that, that you have to do. That's kind of I- ideal for me to do it, to do it that way. It, it sounds from your description like that's a premise for a possible TV show, the adventure writer, uh, you know, best-selling <laughs> author who now has inherited this uh, family of teenagers and the dog and uh, all the work that goes on there day to day. I think it's a yeah. great story. Yeah. Um, you'd have to make it, a, you'd have to make it a comedy and not a thriller. Yeah. It's not, it's not that thrilling. <laughs> we'll definitely make it a comedy. Is it, by the way, is that something that uh, you, 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 is on your to-do list. I mean, cause I know you have comic touches, but would yeah. you like to do an outright comedy or, or is that, I mean, I, what is yeah, your my thought? Wi- my wife is hilarious. And, um, we're always saying we need to write some kind of a screenplay together. And I, I think it's going to happen at some point because we've been talking about it, but, um, you know, my, there are, there is a lot of humor in the gray man series. And it's kind of limited by my editor because who's a really funny guy too, but he tells me when I'm going too far with it. Uh, sometimes <laughs> I, I get a little carried away and he, he had this saying he'll put in the notes. He'll be like, okay, this sounds like a line from a, 
1986 Arnold Schwarzenegger movie or whatever. And it's like, okay, got it. You know, it's like, that, that's a note that I instantly understand and go, okay, I'm doing that. So now I'm kind of self-correcting. I'll come up with a line and then I'll say to myself, okay, I'm going to hear from Tom, my editor, that that's, uh, that's something out of commando. So maybe, maybe not use that. He's trained you so that you, know, yeah, you, exactly. you can see it, see it for yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I often think that's a, uh, a, a lost, uh, I don't know, I won't say a lost story, but but not enough attention sometimes goes to that, which is the role of the editor. Because, uh, yeah. I mean, it's we don't want to take anything away from the writers, the creators. I mean, those are the folks that, that you know, produce the work. But the, yeah. you need, that editor, it's like a coach. I mean, it's it's just so important. And, yeah, uh, and you know that. I'm just, yeah, I'm just really lucky to have an amazing editor. And he's like one of my best friends. And, and uh you know, he has no problem telling me when he disagrees with something or he doesn't see it the same way I do. And then he's also an incredible, you know, cheerleader and champion when I'm like, hey, I think this is this any good? You know, he'll come back to me and uh, I, I'm not the most confident writer. So it's, it's good to have somebody to look at look at it and say, all right, this, I like this. Maybe this could be tweaked a little bit. Um, but yeah, he's, he's been my editor for all my uh, Gray Man books and um, and my Clancy books. So I'm lucky to have him. Well, that speaks well. Uh, well. Let's mention his name. His name's Tom Colgan. He's at uh, Berkeley and uh, Penguin Random House. Very good. Um, we're talking with Mark Graney. And Mark, one more thing. Uh, and this is just my observation, uh, as usual, focusing on the absurd or something. But who do you know at the Providence Journal? Because they, when they give out these uh, praise to the Gray Man series, kind of fly, you know, all the little... Uh, nice notes that are are given out to the media. The Providence Journal is all over it. I think they they're in there like seven or eight times. I thought, is that right? wow, there, there's somebody there who is your biggest fan, or that, the whole staff is your fans. I, I guess. Well, sadly, actually, I know the answer to that question. If you'd asked me about anything else, I would have no idea. But um, <laughs> there's there's a thriller writer named John Land who's just a wonderful guy. I don't know him that well, but when you meet him, he's a guy. When you talk to him, he, you, you feel like he's your best friend, and um, and he he's enjoyed the books for a long time, and I enjoy his books. And um, he writes these reviews, and I've read the I've read a review from Providence Journal. I'm like, who's this guy? And I'm like, oh, it's John. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, may, maybe I've got maybe I have a a, a ringer in there. But uh, he's you know we're not close friends, but um, he's he's a great guy. I well, you know, hey, anytime we can do a shout out for a newspaper, <clears throat> we yeah. want to do it. They they need yeah. all the help they can get these days. I know, for sure, from my own sure. experience. So good for him and good for you. Hey, Mark, I'm going to let you go, man, because I know you've got a, other interviews to do. And the book, again, is Burner. It's the Gray Man, the latest Gray Man book. And uh, there'll be a movie out uh, in the future. Uh, the best of luck to you and your travels and your family. And uh, hey, I look forward to talking to you on the next one. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Thanks, Mark. Take care.